0: I'm Laura Vinroot Poole. For over 20 years, I've owned Capital, an internationally recognized specialty store in Charlotte, North Carolina. On this podcast, we unlock the stories of people's lives through the stories of what they wore. These aren't conversations about fashion, these are conversations about people. I've just returned home from market and sat down with visual director Scott Newkirk to share the highlights of what we saw. I hope that you enjoy this special episode of What We Wore.
1: Well, Uh, welcome home. Thank you. You've just come back from Paris and Milan. I have. Looking at the collections for spring 2020. Spring 2020. 2020. Yep. Unlike myself, I go for one season, one trip. And you have multiple trips and yeah. two cities, if not more. Yeah. What's the shortest not, amount of time you go versus longest? And you sometimes you're two days, sometimes you're a week. It's, it's just like, broken like this up, is this isn't the world's it? longest season because yeah. it
0: really started in June. Right. And it's October now, and we're still buying for spring.
1: That's crazy.
0: It's crazy. <laughs> and
1: are there pre-collection involved in that yes, as well? So, yeah. Yeah. Right.
0: When you said you just came back from a spring 2020, I was kind of like, uh, I think I w- I don't I don't even know anymore. Like I know. I, I just.
1: Well, when I'm in when I'm in Paris with you in July, uh-huh. whenever it is, you're buying the pre collections and I'm buying the main collections, right. and I kind of forget that you have not even seen the, the spring of it. It doesn't come out until later, and so yeah. it's a little which little is little interesting
0: little and interesting for us too because yeah. you're you're seeing Dries' men exactly, and then we have to wait for three months to see Dries' men. And we'll
1: get into this later, but there's often a connection between those collections. Yeah. There certainly wasn't this time.
0: Well, I always try to try to. Find imagine
1: it. what it would be yes yeah, exactly yeah. <laughs> before we get into all that i think what might be interesting is just talking about first of all packing how do you pack for <laughs> two days versus two weeks and and i know that you're a carry-on girl whenever you can be yeah you know i mean i can imagine two days is easy but two weeks of packing you I know mean, depending two- on the season
0: well it also but you also have to remember it's fashion and so yeah it's one thing to pack carry on for just a trip but to pack carry on for working in fashion is complicated well I'll tell you one thing The, the hero item in my suitcase this season was the Celine double breasted um, menswear blazer yeah unbelievable right, right. I mean I wore it every single day with every single thing and I wore it actually you know with with trainers with sneakers yeah. with Stan I wear must Stan Smiths
1: I mean it, it is about comfort <laughs> as yeah. much as it is styled and, and as much as you kind of want to even be more stylish sometimes because you're representing the store and you're in Paris or Milan and it's there are such stylish cities as well yeah. um, you kind of want to participate but you know comfort almost ends up being the, the, the number one thing and i think it probably comes down to shoes
0: it totally comes down to shoes i could pack a whole suitcase just for shoes and i think it's so funny too because i've been doing this over 20 years and to think about what we wore
1: <laughs> In the really days. what we wore <laughs> 10 years
0: ago it was heels every day exactly i mean it was it was insane and i don't know how i'm still walking you know my feet still work after that yeah we do typically about 10 appointments a day and we don't have a car service i i have a really i don't care to take taxis in paris right. or i have a metro pass with my photograph on it right we walk well and it was really interesting this week because the president jacques chirac died uh, while we were there or his funeral was while we were there and they had this it was a big a huge state funeral yeah. and the whole whole Paris shut down Every appointment we went to, everybody was like, "Oh, I've had the hardest time get, getting to appointments." I get, you know, everybody was three hours late to every appointment because all the streets were blocked off. And um, Rochelle and I, were, <laughs> we were early to every appointment because we took the subway or we walked.
1: Exactly.
0: I, I love it. I'm, I don't. So there's some mm. weird uh, logistics thing about me that I I just love that how are we getting from point A to point B to point C to point D and I love to look at that at the beginning of my day it's kind of the weirdest like one of the happiest part of the trip for me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so well, really it, it's really weird. It's also like planning just planning a vacation and where are you gonna go and where you're gonna stay. Yeah, kinda what of, that experience gonna feel like and
0: it is also like I wanna to go to a specific store on the way to this thing or I want to go to lunch at this place or I wanna see this museum on the way. I mean I really it's pretty strategic everything we do. I wish
1: I had more time to be with you because I'm usually pretty much by myself, which I do love, but to be able to experience some of the things that you might find along the way or that you've seen that, you know, because I've been to Paris mostly for work and, and it's uh, I've, I've yet to really get a grasp of the city like you have and it's it's, it's always great. And we always it's great
0: truly because time. we walk there. Yeah, you know, it's exactly. like my dad always says he always would try to get us to do that you know the the bus tour of a city on the first day when we would go visit somewhere when we were little, and I would be so embarrassed about it. But when now, when I think about it, it really does give you such a great perspective and understanding of An how the city's it. laid out. Yeah, right. yeah. so I so, feel really com- comfortable about. I, I know, you know, I, I always know where the river is when I'm in Paris. Like I, I really, and, and in New York, I know each, where the Hudson and the East River are yeah. every, everywhere I am.
1: You started in Milan. Yes. And, uh,
0: My team started in New York. I didn't do right. New York this season because it's uh, with L.A. Who do you it's see in Milan?
1: Much. Is it just Gucci?
0: No, no. Um, quite a few, I guess. Yeah, quite a few. Yeah. yeah. Marnie, Gucci, uh, Dolce & Gabbana, Stefan Jansen, Marco Zanini, Dushan. Uh, that,
1: that's quite a crop. Yeah. And they're all different <laughs> and some have been around for such a long time and, and yeah. some are, are new. What stood out to you from from, uh, from Milan?
0: Marnie was very beautiful. Oh, Plan C also, which is the old Marnie yeah, designer's exactly. daughter, which is fabulous too. Marnie was so beautiful. It was all hand painted and um, just beautiful colors. And I always connect to it because, and I also think like the, cl- oddly, the climate is really similar between Milan and Charlotte.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, they're
0: just, it's a, it's a textile town. They're right. just at the base of the mountains. They're close to the ocean. And truly like the climate is almost always similar, or the same when mm-hmm. I arrive. Um, And so I think they get it. It's humid. Right. (laughs) You know, it's sunny. I always really connect to Marnie and the colors and the ease of wear and also just that it's all ages can wear it. it. It's true. Yeah.
1: I always hate the word trends, but I don't really know a way, another word to describe it. But there are things that come into popularity one season Sometimes they carry over, sometimes they don't. Is there anything that, that you've seen carry over into from fall to spring?
0: Belt bags. Yeah. <laughs> Which are... Uh, fanny packs. Yes. <laughs> and I mean, they push them like crazy at every appointment. We're doing so with the belt bags and the fanny packs. And I'm like, you know, I, and I don't know, I, I get it. And I think it's kind of funny because I lived through the 80s, but I also think the person buying it, I mean, I'm 47 years old and right. I don't really want something on my waist like that.
1: <laughs> well, it, it's like that trend of people wearing their backpack on their front, which is oh, like okay. just the most awkward thing I've imagined. It's, it's sort of like, okay, great. You're trying too hard for that one.
0: Yeah, we actually we've never really done well with luxury backpacks either. Yeah. I don't know there's but but the last this last time I was traveling, I was feeling like I wish I had a backpack.
1: You know, this is the second season, correct or third season, you're buying for Brentwood yes so it's kind of come it's trying to come into its own or I mean how is what is that experience like and how are you thinking about it differently and
0: well I think that it's it was interesting to have to have bought for two seasons not having any idea exactly. who the client was <laughs> so this this would be our first season buying and knowing sort Getting of feedback from yeah, salespeople people and, and exactly. knowing some of the clients and so it feels so much better you know it's i mean just, you're kind of
1: just out there by yourself just assume, doing that. you know it's just guessing thinking game.
0: yeah exactly which is i mean sort of fun too but this is so much more fun to have data and to have like to really have an understanding and to have spent time out there and understand sort of how people live and how they want to buy and you know, it's a, it's a different store, but it's also a very similar store. So
1: when you're looking at that, are you separating those two stores in your mind? Yes. Do you do that after the fact? Or no, no, we do it in the yeah. showroom.
0: Yeah, we right. pull both separately. We yeah. we pull Capital Charlotte one. first, and then we, from that, we pull right. Capital I mean, You kind of have
1: to just separate them. Completely. Yeah. Even if there's crossover, you
0: just yeah. kind of have to think about it. Yeah. You different. Know, clim- you know, more sweaters, actually more sweaters in Brentwood than in Charlotte. Which is surprising.
1: <laughs> yeah. But uh, but it's
0: cool there, you know. It's the desert. It's cold at night. Yeah.
1: And, and so, speaking of accessories, what what are the some that have excited you from that you saw? Celine. Celine,
0: <laughs> always. Always Celine. But summer boots. What do you think about that?
1: I love it. <laughs> I mean, but you're wearing it with
0: with a summer dress. Right. But it's sort of like a ruched '70s. You know, that beautiful brown. Kind of
1: still covering a good bit of the leg, or are they shorter Uh, boots? No, no, they're
0: they're boots. Yeah, they're they're to the knee, but they're rouged. Yeah, that '70s kind of wooden heel looking. Yeah, really, really rad. I'm super Um, excited about that.
1: I mean, he probably showed it with with a lot of short things, but
0: no, he uh, showed he showed it with long dresses. You know, one of the things that was so funny about it was that I think that the thing that's so hard about Hetty is that everybody, well, the press always gives him such a hard time, and they always talk about. You know they want to complain about everything he does, but I think the thing that's so interesting is the people that actually buy it. Meaning, I mean, clients, but really like the buyers. When you get into the showroom, there's so much to buy. It is so retailable. Um, it's also so age appropriate. There, mm-hmm. you know, almost everything's covered. Arms, you know, sleeves. Right. Um, it, it's it's not. There are not mini dresses there. It's not cut down to the navel. Like it's really modest, beautiful, grown up clothes. Right. Which is great. It's really exciting.
1: And it's and it's and it's for every age as Absolutely, well. Absolutely, right? yeah.
0: But those accessories are the most beautiful thing I've ever seen.
1: I'm really ready to get rid of the um sexy girl.
0: Oh. You know? <laughs> well, I mean covered and, it, and modest and sexy, right? is sexy, right? It is
1: actually. <laughs> I think it is. Now shows in Milan, none. <laughs>
0: The first 10, 15 years of this business, we went a week or two early and went to every city and went to right. every show. Right. And because you, cause the way that the system works is that you, you know, the shows are the first week and then appointments are the next two weeks. And so conceivably, you're gone for two months. Sure. Right. <laughs> and I have a child and a husband and a business, and uh, it's just not...
1: Not it, necessarily that important.
0: No, you know, shows are, are really for press. Right. Um, and they've gotten more and more for press. You know, I think they've changed a little bit. And really when you, I mean, it's it's not a waste of your time, but it, you know, it's two hours out of your day. It so is. if we're doing them in-between appointments... Um it's 2 hours that we could have done two appointments and I think that I think my priorities have really changed and and I mean I
1: You kind of just want to see the clothes. I want to see the clothes, and, I want to do the work.
0: The yeah, I right, want to do the exactly. work. Mark is usually in the evening, um, Celine's usually in the evening. Balenciaga's on a Sunday. Right. <laughs> so it's like it's almost like entertainment for us like if we you know something that instead of going to a movie at the end of a day of appointments we'll go to that show. That's There's not you don't get so much information about what you're going to buy. You know, you get the mood and you get the right. feeling of the season and you really get to understand the hand of the designer and kind of what they're thinking, how they how they see, you know, mm-hmm. the world now. But for the true working uh, my true work is not that. I mean, I don't, like, when when we go to shows, I don't don't know that I even take notes or anything. It's just, you sort of, like, it's like tripping on acid or something. (laughs) You just go on this trip. I mean,
1: especially (laughs) from what I saw from pictures on Instagram, you saw Balenciaga. Yeah. And you saw Celine.
0: Yeah, in Paris. What else? Yeah.
1: Those two? Yeah. Those are two pretty good ones.
0: Yeah, well, and we were invited to all of them, but I just... The only thing that I regret is Missing Dries because he shows so early in the week that I would have to leave an entire week earlier than I do to get to Paris. And yeah, it's just
1: exactly. It's the same. Uh,
0: but that's the one, you know, that's the one that I love more than anything. One, We're invited I mean, every year and it's just, but it's just.
1: It's hard not to jump into that whole show immediately because it was spectacular.
0: Oh, my gosh. So he collaborated with Christian Lacroix. And Christian Lacroix is one of my very favorites, and we carried the collection right. early in my career. And uh, I, I just, some, there were some of the most beautiful things in my closet and my clients' closets. And I just love his, you know, he's one of the first people that really did red clashing like red with pink, navy with black. Mm-hmm. White with off white, leopard stripes, polka dots. <laughs> he was such a maximalist, such an '80s.
1: It's it's one thing that, that the two di- designers have in common, and, and even some of those same uh, materials and patterns, they'd handle them in so completely different ways. Yeah. What was so interesting to me was just to see them collide, and to see the Spanish dancer's skirt <laughs> with the the fatigue yes. half arm something with a stripe and a floral thing. I mean, it was it was. Unbelievable. It was was so beautiful
0: in the showroom, too. And I think the thing about. Dries' showroom that's so special. Is that everything he does on the runway he does probably five different colorways in mm-hmm. the showroom and so when you buy when you see the collection at a specialty store it it looks different in every single store. So right. n- nobody will ever have anything close to your selection. So I think that that it, it's almost like creating your own collection within a collection. I and it's agree. so special. So and it's such a I'm I'm an art major, I'm a painting major and I think for me it's a it's an incredibly creative process that appointment and talk about immersive i mean it's a five-hour appointment typically and it's a huge order i mean it's one of it's a it's our biggest order of the season and uh and then you end it with dinner or <laughs> our, and this typically. is the same
1: space as yeah, i see the men's
0: yeah, yeah yeah it's a small space yeah it really is they, small. In there. they do It's something about the belgians i mean are, yeah
1: their eye their point of view mm-hmm. there's something a little bit off yeah, and 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 beautiful about the way they think or ma- about
0: or maybe that. just the Flemish because it's yeah. like we have Dutch designer, we have Christian Wijnants, we mm-hmm. have Bernadette, we have Dries. Just I think it's really, I think it must be moody and sort of dark there because everything is the colors are so saturated, so beautiful, so floral, and they're some of my favorite favorite designers now yeah. or always. Well, their
1: inspiration seems to be from their immediate surroundings in some way and and, and what they sort of live with, uh, as opposed to, I mean, we can talk about just how fashion is such a cultural uh, response to everything that's going on in the world. They seem to respond to.
0: Well, it's such a rainy, kind of dark, dank, I think winter fall it's probably spring too yeah but they have this glorious summer and so you know it's all and i'm swedish so it's, it's kind of the same thing it's like this dark dark darkness all the time and then just permanent light for the summer <laughs> and it's something you're i don't know always trying to get back to and
1: yes <laughs> um i i was thinking this morning about uh back to the drees show and that collaboration and wondering what it was like styling that show like I know they have a stylist they work with yeah. but I wonder was LaCroix there were they working yes. in tandem did yes they he talk was about that?
0: yeah I agree yes we did talk about that and I think the one thing that really struck me was how how much Dries said what a humble and just lovely mm-hmm. man Christian is right and how wonderful he was to work with and there was no ego in the whole process and Dries has no ego so right. I, I mean I think it must have been just a real um, sweet yeah, really sweet. Right. And and you can see it. It was just so, so beautiful.
1: And then we go to the opposite end of the spectrum, <laughs> which was just as incredible. I think we've talked about it being one of our favorites, which was... Celine. Yes.
0: Yeah. Oh, my God. It was just like you wanted to cry. It was just so beautiful.
1: It, it's interesting because it was so French, but there's also something so American in oh, yeah. a way about it. Yeah. Because it's just... It's just a pair of jeans and a blazer, Yeah, you know, or an A-line skirt and a blouse.
0: And, or, and he had, he's lived in, in yeah. L.A. for the last, I don't know, five or six years. So you could, you really felt that, too. It was like this this collision of L.A. and yeah. French girl And in the it 70s. feels really
1: accessible, but there's something off about the whole thing that it just, it's... It's pretty perfect.
0: One of the things that was really cool about this show, and is always cool about his shows, or he just hammers at home like it's yeah. it's sixty looks that are you really know where he stands. Right. I mean, the girls are so gorgeous, their hair is incredible, but it's all like
1: it's one idea. It's one idea yeah.
0: for sure, over and over it's, and over. He's
1: always been that way. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. He it's a it's a true um, he doesn't point experiment of Experiment
1: so much in no other ideas he no. just keeps <laughs> talking about the same idea because and it still has and I love longevity. It. yeah oh yeah it's incredible
0: i love the idea every idea he has
1: those are some long-standing designers you've always carried there's newness every season i'm sure yeah. i i assume
0: yeah did m- you
1: discover anybody exciting <laughs> that you hadn't seen before yeah
0: we did i mean we we did one of the designers i'm super excited about is um cecilia benson who's mm-hmm. danish and we've carried her this is our third season, I think, maybe fourth, but I'm crazy about it. It's just so feminine and beautiful and soft colors and feathers and just these dresses that sort of float across like clouds. They're it's just so pretty. And
1: is it evening oriented or no, it's, is it it's just the it's, way she thinks ha- she thinks? Well, about she, she shows
0: everything with sort of with Birkenstocks basically. Like right. I mean, she's so I think it's whatever. It's right. I think and I think that's how the designers I like the best are not that militant about how things have to be worn. Right. I, mean, I think that's not how people live. Like yeah. you wanna wear it with flip flops and you wanna wear it with heels and you wanna wear it with a jean jacket. <laughs>
1: it sounds like what she would imagine designing when she was a little girl as well, you know, with, with all those sort of playful elements involved.
0: And she works with this. Uh, charming. Uh, say young designer she works with a, a gal who's probably 11 years old to do um her beading. Are you kidding? she's this child prodigy she does these little beaded barrettes and and beaded pins and and cecilia works with her that's to, special yeah yeah amazing <laughs> the other person i'm really excited about is marco zanini who was the designer for Rochas. Right. He's Swedish. Well, he's Italian, half Italian, half Swedish. Grew up in uh, ha- ha- both Milan and in um, Stockholm, and same thing. Like his hand, it's there's so many hand details, and there, it's a it's a lot of cotton, light, fluffy cotton, but can be worn for evening.
1: Yeah, uh, the the whole idea of the the sort of hand hewn, all that tactile, all those all the little embellishments and all that. I mean, it's it's. There's there's exaggerated versions of that with Gucci, but then you see these delicate ways that people treat it. But it is something that I think is is something that we've seen a lot of in the last few years that people yeah. are paying attention to, and and it, it's really interesting to see each person's interpretation of that.
0: Yes, and I, and I think luxury has to be that you know it yeah. has to be special. It's almost close. a bit of
1: couture in a way. Yeah. In the in a in a lighter handed way.
0: Yeah. And uh, one of the things that I think is is really special about Marco Zanini is that he uh, he is a team of one. Wow. Like, you know, he has this long history of working for, uh, you know, big designers. And I think he just was over it, you know, these big teams and this big kind of corporate process. And he really just wanted handmade beautiful clothes and so he's the one that goes to the factory he's you know it's all marco i
1: would imagine it would be hard to not lose yourself working with a big company like that you've got so many people telling you what you do how you have to do it and it's probably so refreshing to be able to do this by yourself for a bit
0: i think i think he just wanted to fall in love with it again but i'm really excited about his clothes coming there's one other really interesting designer called uh (laughs) Hui Shan Zhang. He's a Chinese designer out of London, works with, as they say, the flu, which is in French is with feathers. Oh, the flu is yes. you know when couture you would say and the flu, And the flu is when they add the you know they they embroider the feathers on. So and feathers
1: seem to be the outstanding trend of the season. Would there be anything else?
0: Every time I get back from market, my, right. mom, my mom calls and she says, "Well, tell me what we'll be wearing next season." Right. And I'm like, "I don't know. What do you want to wear?" Well, there
1: is so much <laughs> choice out there. It's really hard to talk about what a trend is because there's so many yeah, things. Yeah. But- well,
0: and I think that we. We are attracted to designers that are have their own point of view and sort of do their own thing every time. I don't know that Dries ever does a trend. I think what Dries does becomes a trend, and right. that, same with Hedy. Um, right, sure. So I think that I, I'm really attracted to people that love what they love and do it really well. But I would say definitely the flu, and that's FL. Oh, you not not influenza,
1: which we both have <laughs> just be getting over.
0: <laughs> I would say also um, citrusy mm-hmm. yellows and oranges. You know, for us, it's always beautiful florals.
1: Yeah, so. always it, that it never seems to get old. It's interesting the way I think I've always been impressed with the way that you buy, and it's 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 certainly keeping your clients in mind, but it's mm-hmm. also. What you love, mm-hmm. and and uh, you know, I think there's also so many other stores, especially if you get to a big department store or or some place like Barney's or Bergdorf's, where they're buying collections that really just represent not a personal point of view, but right. just sort of represent the overall view of the collection, and it's and it's not doesn't have that sort of personal touch to the selection that I think. Yeah, you seem to bring to it. I
0: think something about the recession that really messed everybody up was everybody, people sort of lost their anchor or something and so that they they weren't really sure what was going to sell. So fear. they were so they were just like, let's just buy everything and right. see what sells.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know, we just, can't lose that. Right. Right. <laughs> right.
0: And that's why I think department stores are having a hard time because yeah. there's no point of view and I mean I, I definitely, and I think that's also that's, it's not hard, but it's been a lesson for me to understand that everybody's not going to connect to me and to what I like and to what I buy but I also know that I can't make everybody happy I, I, I only know how to do what I do sure. you know and I and I hopefully you know a lot of people I hope it resonates with and a, and a lot of people it won't and I, and my dad always said you know if everybody loves you you're doing something wrong so I try to remember that
1: Gosh, I wonder what it would be like for you to buy for men, or do you think that you could in the same way, or, or, or would you approach it in a different way, or maybe you don't even know because you really haven't <laughs> Well, I did,
0: you know, when we started. I definitely, right. uh, assistant bought. I was terrible. I mean, I, I love the same things. I love mm-hmm. handwork. I love details. Right. I love beautiful fabrics, but I'm not a dude. Like, I, <laughs> you know, I just could, You know, Perry would see some of the things I would pull and he would say, like, uh, I roll. don't think anybody's going to ever wear that. So, yeah, I was terrible at it, and it's it's such a different you know they definitely things cross over, but it really is a completely different business so, but what you do when I watch you buy i mean it you it 's magical
1: well it's a guessing game it feels like every single time, but you know it is and it is but
0: I think that that for me you know that used to um, bother me, but now i it's almost a comfort to have a job that you can you can get better at. Every single time you do it, you can keep on improving and learning and you never really get it.
1: No, it's true. And I'm actually never afraid when I walk into a showroom and I feel a little bit of fear of like, oh, my God, how am I going to sort this out? <laughs> yeah. How am I going to figure it out? Because I know as soon as I start doing it, it sort of reveals itself yeah really easily and I mean, don 't
0: they say that like great actors say you know if you 're not a little nervous before you walk out on stage, there's there 's something wrong yeah, and right. I, I do feel that way, yeah. maybe not every appointment, but definitely every beginning of every season I do yeah, but I do feel very lucky that you know it, on one part it 's very hard to be away from my family and my friends and my business, but on the other side it there 's freedom in being able to be completely immersed in your job, you right. know like when i 'm there for ten days. I am, I mean, I, I dream about it. I, I eat it. (laughs) You know, I do it all day, every day, all night.
1: It is the only time as well for me when, when that's the only thing I have to think about and it's really refreshing Mm -hmm. and you can really just, like you said, immerse yourself in it and, 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 and think things through things thoroughly and make decisions that would take a lot more time to make once you go back here and being distracted and it's it's, and, it's really important and this
0: sounds silly but one of the things that's really nice about it too is that when you're in market you never hear from here from the business here because they're not awake exactly. and so you, there's no distraction there's there are no fires to put out you just can really focus on it and uh, it works out well
1: it's great yeah obviously one of the things that you always take advantage of is travel while you're away and it, kind of separating yourself from you know, and that what you just got finished doing.
0: Yeah. So I, I, this was a recession thing. I think too that you know we really almost went out of business. I mean, 100 percent. We almost locked the doors and he went home. And I, it, it occurred to me that this can go away at any moment. And I, I appreciate that. I mean, I, I appreciate the gravity of that, sure. and how lucky we are to love what we do. But I also feel like I need to appreciate every moment of what I do. So I always take a day or two or in the middle or um, in between to do something new. I right. think and can see something I've not seen before. Right. This time I went to Corbusier's apartment and studio, which that. is in, <laughs> <laughs> in Paris in the 16th, uh, Aaron Dismont. And it's just been open back to the public. It's not been, you know, they've just renovated it. And it was incredible. This The apartment looks out onto the Bois de Boulogne, which is the the big beautiful park he had his bed lifted so you had to take a ladder to get into the bed but he did it so it was exactly where he could have eye level of the gardens wow. Wow. <laughs> it, 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 his bathroom and inside of his bedroom was um, modeled after a, a steamship bathroom and it was like this little capsule and the thing about Corbusier is that Perry always said my husband always said yeah. this is that like it, it, you had to remember in context, which like this was the 1920s, exactly, and it's it really, was like an, it, really like an alien did it. It was so, it's crazy that it's he was so able, experimental. It's unbelievable, yeah. but but it's so warm and beautiful and uh, really special, and it, this was designed with Charlotte Perriand, which there's a big show of Charlotte's, a uh, retrospective of her this work at February, the so Vuitton see. Foundation. Yeah. yeah. Um, which I'm really excited about seeing. The other thing I did was on the way out, I, I, tra- I stopped through London and um, saw the Tim Walker show at right. the V&A, which was fantastic. I've got too. friends that went
1: to see that too. It was really good. Amazing. I love him. Yeah. He's and incredible. it's
0: really cool. It's like this, um, like having an artist come and look at the archives of a museum and, and pull them to go with their work which is such a weird, cool idea. And so Tim had, it was all, it was Tim's photographs, but it was juxtaposed by these things that he had found in the archives of the museum that oh, wow. related and things that were special to him or that, you know, a time in his For life. For example? Artifacts, I mean. Yeah.
1: I mean, it sounds like it's like he was walking through almost a flea market of of, of, of things that were in the museum that, that, that his eye went to and, and, yeah. and, and created this kind of collage of images and objects that sort the, of talked about.
0: Well, there's this crazy unbelievable dress this a court mantua it's called from the 1700s and the it was it was all oh my god it was so pretty but the hips are probably I don't know <laughs> Six, Six feet wide, really? But the thing about the dress, the thing that was so special to me, and it was in this, uh, it was in a room that had like a transgender sort of photo shoot and talking about costumes and how we, how we dress up to be who ourselves. But one of the things that I thought was so <laughs> dumb me, the thing that was really special to me <laughs> was that the court mantua, the dress was all embroidered in gold thread, which was made to, to make women sort of more beautiful at candlelight. Right, luminous Which, and, yeah, and right. Yeah, the that reflection. the gold thread sort of reflects. I into mean, that Tim Walker
1: is just all of that fantasy and all of that color, and it's. I can't. I bet it was spectacular. Are you but going we, back again? Uh,
0: yeah, I head back. So yeah, I was gone for two weeks and home, uh, home for a few days, and then I go to Milan tomorrow. So
1: what are you seeing in Milan at this point? Gucci. Okay.
0: Yeah. Got it. Gucci shows on their own time. That's right. <laughs> kind <of> like a <laughs> Whatever <liar>. they want. <laughs> yeah, like Whatever a lie. Exactly. It's the exact same thing. But I just, you know, for me, I. I need to come home and reconnect with everybody and, and be with my family bit. and be in my bed yeah, and yeah completely.
1: yeah that's great yeah this has been awesome thank you I'd Scotty. like to I hope we continue to do this I think it's a really exciting fun thing for the audience to hear I hope so we, we'll we, see we, yeah <laughs> let's see what happens.
0: What we wore is produced by Capital and Balto Creative Media. The original song "Someone So Enchanting" was composed and performed by Britt Drazda.